Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, we made it to a Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. We will have some news later on this morning about the Big Ten. And the news shouldn't be that the Big Ten is planning on playing football. The news will be, are all the schools in the Big Ten playing football? Our good friend Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated said, Good morning, Big Ten fans. Today looks like your day. Sources tell Sports Illustrated that a return to fall football is expected to be announced today, perhaps before noon. That's what I've just been told, that the announcement will come this morning, and the question will be, how many schools are going to play? Because there are reports, there are rumors, whispers that everybody is coming back. That's the news, because as of yesterday... I had been told the presidents have been tough throughout all of this. There's a lot of pressure both ways. If there is medical support and testing protocols and they improve to the satisfaction of some of these presidents who have been holdouts, that's the best chance for schools like Michigan to come back and play. Then I followed up and said, is everybody going to play? And my source said presidents and some athletic directors feel it's too risky, but the last two weeks have been really hard for them to watch other schools play. And then I followed up this morning and said, is everybody playing? I've yet to hear an answer on that. Yes, Paulie. A few different reporters. I don't want to credit one person because everyone's reporting it, but a few different reporters are saying that uh, most likely the big 10 would start the weekend of October 24th as the first game play eight games, and end the season with the Big Ten title game on Saturday, December 19th. What happened when I gave you the October 10th date? That was two weeks ago when we thought that that was going to be the goal. They were going to be able to accomplish this, but not everybody was going to play. Then it moved to October 17th. Now they've waited a couple extra days here. And if that's the case, moving it to the 24th, they're really stretching the time frame of trying to get in an eight-game schedule, have the Big Ten title game, and then the next day is when the 
playoff selection committee gets together and then they hope that one of their schools, most notably Ohio State, will pass what I was told the look test that they look like a Final Four team. It's all been changing. It's been changing. It's a fluid situation. And, you know, some of these fan bases are upset with me. I'm not rooting for Michigan and Michigan State not to play. I'm only telling you what I was told, that they weren't going to play. I was told Nebraska, Iowa, Ohio State, they were going to play. Penn State was going to play. Indiana, Purdue were going to play. I was told Northwestern and Illinois, they weren't going to play. A lot has changed because of the testing. And you have some states that were on the hot state list, the travel ban list. Now Maryland was just taken off of that. I was told Maryland was probably not going to play. Now it looks like they probably are. Rutgers, I was told that was one of those travel ban states. Now maybe Rutgers is going to play. But the real news is if everybody is playing in the Big Ten, not that they're going to play because I was told they're going to play. The question is how many schools? We'll keep an eye on that, but there is uh, Kirk Herbstreet will join us on loan from the mothership in about 15 minutes. So we'll talk to Herbie about that situation. Reggie Miller joins us from the bubble a little bit later on as well. The Nuggets bounce the Clippers and my Miami Heat beat the Celtics in overtime. No NBA, no NFL tonight. 16 baseball games. Feels like there's going to be 16 baseball games every night until the end of the regular season. This program brought to you by LegalZoom. Visit LegalZoom.com today. Take care of the things you need to get done without having to leave your home. That's LegalZoom.com. Yeah, the Big Ten, uh, you know, some of these Michigan, Michigan State fans, they were uh, upset with me on Twitter. And Mario said, hey, just to let you know, uh, you know, you're getting criticized. I said, I, I'm just telling you what I hear. I'm not, you know, I don't have any agenda here. I'm just giving you all the information I'm getting. I want the Big Ten back. I want Michigan back. I want Michigan to play Ohio State and lose. I want them back. <laughs> Michigan State coming back. Rare. I want them all to come back. I'm not rooting for anybody to not play. I hope that everybody can play. I feel bad for the Pac-12. I hope they get a chance to play at some point. But I just give you the information. And up until this point, everything I've told you has been true, and it came to fruition. Everything. Even when I say, hey, October 10th, that was the target date. Now it was the 17th, now it's the 24th. They got a time frame here, they got a small window, they got to try to pack this in. How they decide who's playing and uh, how many games you're playing. Is there a non-conference game? That was also going to be thrown in there. They were going to try to do nine games. But understand this. For any of you fan bases out there, I want everybody back playing. I hope everybody comes back to play. And if you're able to do it safely, smartly, great. Come on in. Everybody in the deep end of the pool. I'm all for it. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at show. McLovin will have a poll question. we got a play of the day, got a stat of the day as well. But uh, come in and stay for a while. You can watch on Peacock if you like and uh, our 362 radio affiliates around the country. Now to the uh, big story. Well, aside from football, the Western Conference Finals were supposed to be the battle for Los Angeles. Lakers held up their end of the bargain. We expected the Clippers to join them. 
The Denver Nuggets had a different idea. They came back from another 3-1 deficit. This is the second straight time in the postseason, shocking the Clippers and advancing. And Game 7 came down to the stars, those that showed and those that didn't. Jamal Murray struggled last few games, played great 40 last night for Denver. The Joker, triple-double, brilliant. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, missing in action. In the fourth quarter, they did not score a point. Clippers seemed to act like they could turn it on when they needed to. And we talked about their depth. And, hey, they got to get everybody together. You know, you had uh, Montrez Harrell, who had bubble issues. You, you had Lou Williams had bubble issues. Hey, but you still got Kawhi. Hey, Kawhi's best player in the game. Got Paul George. Got two of the great two-way uh, you know, players on the wing. The Clippers got outscored 50-33 to 33 after halftime. It was a dangerous way to play when you run into a team like Denver that had nothing to lose here. But boy, what a disappointing way to end this season. The, the things that they gave up to make this happen in Los Angeles with the Clippers, uh, I'll talk about that in a moment. But here's Paul George, and I was really surprised with this postgame comment. It's obvious pressure, you know, to, to live up to the title expectations. But as a player, I mean, you, you want that. Like, you, you, you want that. Um, again, it's the first time I've, I've been in that situation where we're expected to win. But, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, it's, it's, it's no cop-out. Um, fact of the matter is we didn't live up to that expectation. Uh, but I think internally we, we, we've always felt um, – this is not a championship or bust year for us. Man, I don't know what he's talking about. Kawhi and Paul George are one season away from having the option to enter free agency. When you think about the Clippers and how they got to this position, they traded Shea Gilgis Alexander in an unprotected first-round pick in 2022, 2024, 2026, Plus, they swapped picks in 2023 and 2025 with Oklahoma City for the ability to compete for titles now. Clippers traded away their 2020 first-round pick for soon-to-be free agent Marcus Morris Sr. Yes, Paul George, the future is now. How he did not feel that, that'll give you a better insight into what was going on with the Clippers we all love Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers has got to wear this. And he had this to say after the loss. Just disappointed. You know, I thought we had so many opportunities over the last three games to win. Um, but listen, you got to give Denver credit. They kept playing. They kept executing. They kept playing together. You know, so right now, just disappointment. I don't know if Steve Ballmer has a difficult decision to make at some point with Doc Rivers. Because do I want to keep Doc for one more year, give them one more chance? Hopefully we're playing basketball outside of the bubble. And you got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And if you do make a change, do Paul George and Kawhi Leonard want to stay? Because they wanted to play for Doc Rivers. You got Tyron Liu, who you could bring in, who has championship credentials. But this is a bigger issue here. Because I got the feeling, aside from Kawhi, Everybody else on that Clipper team felt like they had won a championship before. Like they had a whole lot of swag and they had no reason to have swag. They hadn't accomplished anything and they still haven't. Kawhi obviously did in San Antonio, obviously did last year in Toronto. 
didn't show up in the fourth quarter. And I, I always bring it back to this just to show how hypocritical a lot of people in this business are. If LeBron had lost last night to the Nuggets being up three games to one and not scoring in the fourth quarter, this would be the biggest story in the United States. Aside from what's going on with the serious stories, this would be, this would go global. Because everybody would pile on, oh, you want to call yourself Michael Jordan? You think you're as good as you? Here's Kawhi Leonard. We're ready to quit. Uh, Christian, Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the game. Hey, historically, how will we look at Kawhi if he wins the title? Three titles, three different teams. Kawhi Leonard, great player, didn't show up last night. Paul George, good player, did not show up last night. When Montrez Harrell is your leading scorer, you're probably in trouble. Kawhi Leonard deserves blame. We gave him credit. Boy, we go out of our way to give Kawhi credit. He deserves blame, too. I'm Denver Nuggets, man, you showed a whole lot of resiliency. When you're down 3-1 and you came back, because there's part of me that was thinking, if you're the Nuggets, you go, man, let's just check out of the bubble. Let's just get out of here. Remember how tired they were game one? They were exhausted. Jamal Murray, he, he was on fumes with what he had done and accomplished in the previous series. But Denver played great, and they had, de- they had more depth than the Clippers did. They got contributions from everybody. And the Joker was brilliant. Triple-double, that's big-time basketball. Jamal Murray put up 40. That was pretty impressive. So the future is now for Paul George. Doc Rivers, Kawhi Leonard to win a championship. Not next year. It should have been this year. The Miami Heat, still plenty of seats on the bandwagon. Come on, join me. Seats in first class for the Miami Heat. Fascinating team. And and you know what? I hope you get a chance to watch them. It's not your typical NBA team. The pieces all fit together. You may not have a choice. You may have to watch the Miami Heat at some point here. But last night in overtime, Bam out of bio. And you know what I think? I have one of his jerseys. I have an autographed jersey of Bam out of bio. And, and that's from last year's Super Bowl we got that. I was early on the Bam out of bio bandwagon. They're like, what jersey do you want? Bam out of bio. Sure. And he had a block last night against Jason Tatum. Jimmy Butler hitting big shots when you need him to. And it's a fun roster. I don't know if they're a better team than the Celtics, but boy, they're fun to watch. And Kemba Walker, offensively and defensively, has become a liability there. But Miami takes game one and uh, in overtime. But uh, we'll talk to Reggie Miller. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. McLovin, what kind of poll question do you have for me? Okay, uh, off your Clippers comments, who deserves the most blame? Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, or Doc Rivers? Uh, I just got this from my source in college football. Things have been pushed back an extra week because some schools are on pause and haven't worked out in a month. We couldn't even get an answer from some of these Big Ten schools. Are you practicing? And my source just said, this is why they pushed it back to the 17th, uh, to the 24th, because some schools haven't worked out in more than a month. So we'll keep an eye on this. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, McLovin, I got uh, caught up in this text message. 
Oh, no problem. I was saying, uh, which, who, who would you put the most blame on for the Clippers? Kawhi, Paul George, or Doc Rivers? And I actually asked that because I was surprised that you guys were talking about maybe Doc Rivers' future being in question there. Well, he's so popular. You he know? is, but I, I want, I love Doc. Who doesn't like Doc Rivers? But this, is, this isn't, you know, personal. This is professional that you have to look at this team. How were they not ready to go? I love Dave Roberts, Dodgers manager. If he doesn't make the World Series, I don't think Dave Roberts is back. So I root, but then I got to be professional in what I see. And Doc has blown another three to one lead. And it just, they, they did not look like a championship caliber team. And I know you're going to get this today. A lot of people will go, yeah, I knew the Clippers. Oh, I didn't hear anybody prior to the series going, you know, the Clippers, they're not going to make the Western Conference Finals. Like, how many people, even in Denver, picked Denver to beat the Clippers? And when they're down three games to one. This is a bigger problem for the Clippers than people are going to point out and publicize. You went through the motions. I thought you were vulnerable against Dallas. And I said at the time, everybody looked at Portland knocking off the Lakers. And I said, you got to look at Dallas knocking off the Clippers. But people wouldn't focus on that because if the Mavericks had been playing the Lakers and LeBron, everybody would have focused on it. Nobody was focusing on the Clippers. And if you watch them, Paul George was in a funk. We didn't see the roster blend together. There were concerns there. And they just didn't look like they were killers out there. Kawhi, as wonderful as he is, you can't mail it in in the fourth quarter. He didn't score. Paul George didn't score in the fourth quarter of Game 7. That sends you to the Western Conference Finals. Let that sink in. Yeah, McLovin. I have to defend Kawhi. Okay. I mean, it was very obvious there were four guys on him, and they were just, they completely left Paul George alone and said, Go ahead, any of you scrubs hit a shot, and they couldn't hit the ocean. So every, they just collapsed on Kawhi. Kawhi threw it to the open guy, and they were so nervous. Like Paul George could barely get rim in the fourth quarter. And also, the other thing, Paul George, and then Kawhi switched on to Jokic, shut him down, and Paul George can't defend anybody. He's supposed to be... Uh, well, he's, he's, isn't he a great wing defender? I was told. I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know. I would just, say, here's my hot take. Uh, it's, it's one thing to be an all-star in Indiana and Charlotte. It's another to be an impact player in the Final Four. Yeah. Play. And Kemba Walker is right there. It, I know the cardiac Kemba, but... And that's what we wanted to know about Paul George when he went to Los Angeles. This is different. This is not Oklahoma City. This is not Indiana. This is Los Angeles. And now there's a whole lot more pressure. And we saw that. Look, this story obviously is an asterisk because the entire sports season is one big asterisk here uh, with the pandemic. But Paul George saying that this wasn't championship or bust is totally misreading the room. How he could think that with everything they gave up to get, get him. Yes, McLeod. So that's not on Doc. I mean, I think that's on the front office for making a mistake. Do you think Doc's involved in this? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he could be. But Doc was really good with that uh, young team last year. That's the only reason they were in position to get these guys. I'm just saying it's championship now or bust. We'll take a break. We'll uh, see if Kirk Herbstreet can advance the story on the Big Ten coming back to play. And, And I'm getting text messages, you know, as I'm on the air. And once again, I got one, you know, a couple of minutes ago that the Big Ten pushed 
the start of the season back because some schools haven't worked out in a month. And we were trying to get information from anybody on who is working out. And the Big Ten wouldn't even reveal that. So it's been hush-hush, but there's, it's contentious. I will say this. That was the word I used yesterday. At, uh, there's some schools that may go kicking and screaming. Does everybody come back and play? Which I find interesting. That's the breaking news. When we find that out, that's when you have a story. The Big Ten playing is not a story. We were expecting the Big Ten to play the last couple of days. Take a break. It's 20 after the hour. Phone call's coming up. Settle on a poll question. Kirk Herbstreit, next on the Dan Patrick Show. How would you like to save $400 a year on your cellular service? Are you with Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile? Because the average person is saving $400 a year by just switching to Pure Talk USA. That's right. You don't have to sacrifice anything. You don't have to sacrifice speed coverage in order to save 50% off on your wireless bill because Pure Talk is on the exact same towers and network as one of those carriers. So covering 99% of Americans. So what are you waiting for? Pure Talk customer service based right here in the United States. You keep your phone, keep your number, and you choose from the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, get unlimited talk, text, two gigs of data, all for just $20 a month. Grab your mobile phone. All you have to do is dial pound 250 and say Dan Patrick. And then when you do that, you save 50% off your first month. Dial pound 250 and say Dan Patrick. Pure Talk USA. Simply smarter wireless. You have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text from Pure Talk USA. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. 
With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This program brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life's a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week or any week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to danpatrick.com, watch and listen from inside Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. We're waiting for Kirk Curbstreet to join us. The Clippers collapsed pretty hard to fathom. The offense was terrible in the last three games, partly because they shot too many three-pointers. They were averaging 107 points, games one through four, then five through seven, 97 points, 10 points less. They went from shooting almost 49% to shooting 40%. They uh, upped the three-point attempts. Uh, Kawhi field goal percentage, 47%, first four games, 40% in the last three. Jamal Murray shot almost 50% in the last three games outscoring Kawhi 87-75. Not all on Kawhi, but that's where you start. It's on Doc Rivers, it's on Kawhi, and certainly Paul George. And that team that had so much depth, the Nuggets used their depth better than the Clippers did. Uh, Kyle in California. Hi, Kyle. What do you have for me today? Hey, Kyle. Hey, DP. Um, I have not stopped smiling since last night. That was honestly unbelievable. As soon as Paul George fired that one off the side of the backboard, I've had a grin on my face. I can't help it. I mean, the whole Kawhi thing and like McLovin, I know what you're saying, but game six was the same thing. He had time to make those adjustments. All these people wanted to tout him the greatest closer, this and that, after what, one year making a run past an injured Warriors team? It just didn't make sense. It just goes to knocking LeBron off, all this stuff. I can't believe it. Yeah, that's uh, and, and Kawhi is a wonderful player, but you know, the expectation level should be the same for him as it is LeBron James. And it's, it's not, because the praise is there, but the criticism is not. 
And for Doc Rivers, not being able to find chemistry, you're with each other more than ever in the bubble. That's what I found interesting. Now, I know Lou Williams, when he left the bubble, Montrez Harrell, I understand that. But chemistry issues, keep in mind, the Lakers turned over their entire roster when they brought in Anthony Davis. So I can't use the excuse, well, we're just getting to know each other. All right. LeBron shipped everybody out. Uh, Gus in Los Angeles. Hey, Gus, good to have you back. Good morning, Mr. DP. You know what? It's very rarely that I correct you, but I'm going to correct you on this one. Okay. October 22nd, 2019, I gave you boys the call, and I challenged you guys, a shower of shame, that my Lakers were going to go further than the Clippers, and the only one I had on my side was you, but I was telling everybody, the Clippers aren't going to go anywhere. And last night showed why, and it was all the way into the press conference of Paul George saying, uh, you know, it, like it really wasn't a championship or bust type season for us. That is a Clipper mentality right there. Why don't you go ask the greats of the past, hey, did you ever have a year where you came in and you were like, hey, you know what, this year I'm just going to call it in, I'm going to mail it in this year. No. That is the Clipper mentality. That is not how you win championships. And that's why Playoff P or Pandemic P, whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> is never going to win one. Thank you, Gus. Paulie, check your records. Was Gus correct there? Yeah, sure. Yeah, of course he is. Give it to uh, What is the email or statement from the Big Ten? Is there anything in here about the number of schools who are going to play football this fall? Yeah, Big Ten Conference is announcing, this is on the Big Ten website, uh, adopts stringent medical protocols. Football season to resume October 23rd, 24th, which means Friday, Saturday. Oh, okay. Is everybody playing? Uh, 14 Big Ten, all teams are playing as of the Big Ten announcement. They don't have anyone. It doesn't say that line specifically, but it just says 14 teams will adopt these protocol, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't say anything about anybody not playing. That's the news here. That's what I want to find out. I mean, this is why it's taken so long. This is why they've had to push the season back a couple of times because trying to get, there must be some presidents going kicking and screaming. I uh, just heard from my source. He says that I've reached out and uh, my sources uh, are in meetings now. My guess is that uh, the later start will guarantee everybody will at least try. The Big Ten has been so divided that the optics of not having all in would be bad. So I think that's that's what's happening or has happened since uh, the last uh, 48 hours, I'm guessing, 72 hours. And, and, you know, I'll keep an eye on this and try to give you as much information as I can as, uh, as I receive it. But trying to find out exactly if everybody is playing, and that, that changes a lot here. Yes, Paul? In the Big Ten release, one thing that's interesting, they are establishing policies whether teams continue to practice or play based on infections on the team. It has to match the rate of the public. If it's, if it's more than the rate of the public, they consider that like a breakout. If it's less than the rate of the public, that means they're doing fine. So it's not if one player tests positive on a team, for, according to the Big Ten release, that doesn't necessarily mean everything gets shut down. Okay. Let's bring in Kirk Street, of course, ESPN College Football Analyst. Game day is at Louisville this weekend ahead of ABC Saturday Night Football, number 17 Miami at number 18 Louisville. Kirk will be on the call with Chris Fowler and Allison Williams. Herbie, good morning. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you make of what's happening in the Big Ten? Um, huge, obviously. I mean, we've, we've been talking about 
the Big Ten and the Pac-12 for, for several weeks. Pac-12 was really never in play, but the Big Ten over the last uh, couple of weeks, it's been gaining traction. They had big meetings over the weekend and a lot of people thought there was a real chance that the presidents might take a look at some of the new data and some of the new testing protocols and, and maybe green light this and it's official now and it's big. I mean, it's, it's, it's big for college football to be able to include the big 10 with the start date of the 24th. It gets them in this, their championship game will end the same weekend that this college football playoff committee will be able to select their four teams. And uh, with that start date, if everything goes okay, as go, goes as planned, that'll allow them to still be involved in the playoffs. So you get now the big, 10 back into the mix with the other conferences, the Big 12, SEC, and ACC. So the only conference you leave out is, is the Pac-12. So that's that's huge. And, and hopefully everything goes well and, and uh, these players stay healthy. What have, would have been the long-term effect, you think, on the Big 10 if they didn't play? I don't know if there, there would have been necessarily. I, I've been asked that a lot. You know, boy, this is really going to hurt them in recruiting. Um I don't know if it, it hurts the Blue Bloods, you know, if, if they would not have been able to play Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, they're still going to be able to recruit at, at a certain level and get great players. As long as you're producing players that go to the NFL, you're, you're going to recruit. So I think it would have it would have hurt. It would have been a tough year to endure and sit around. I think it's been a tough couple of weeks, to be honest with you, for these players and coaches to sit around and watch other people play football and for them not to be able to play football. And so that that would have been hard to watch an entire year and be left out. But I don't know, Dan, if it would have had necessarily long-term ramifications in any way. Do you think the Pac-12 is regretting this decision? Like, you know, are they scrambling the Jets here to go, wait a minute, if the Big Ten, because the Big Ten and, and Pac-12, they're joined at the hip here. And if the Big Ten's going all in, and I know there are some state issues there in the yeah. Pac-12, but – does the Pac-12 try to resuscitate this or maybe just fold up the tents and try, you know, for spring? Yeah. You know, Larry Scott, their commissioner, came out, a, a, you know, a week ago and said, you know, the, the, the new testing that's going to be readily available soon out, out west, the quote was it's a game changer for them as well as far as being able to get and find out more about who's, who's uh, affected by this virus and who is not. But uh, you talk to David Shaw, you talk to Chip Kelly, you talk to Clay Helton, they would tell you, forget about playing games. We, we, we can't even go to the practice. You know, yeah. we can't even go to the facility right now. So there are so many restrictions on some of these universities. I don't honestly, I don't even think these coaches are up in arms at this point. I don't think that they're they're beating down the door of Larry Scott and saying this is unfair the way we felt that from the Big Ten. I mean, from Jim Harbaugh to Ryan Day to Scott Frost to James Franklin. I mean, these coaches were adamant about we need to play. You know, how can middle school football play in our state? How can high school football be played in our state? How can professional football being played in our state? And we're sitting down not playing. Like, that's that's what was going on in the Big Ten footprint. Whereas out west, I, you know, I, I don't think I feel that same kind of energy of frustration. I think at some point they're going to get started. But you talk about being left out. Uh, and, and playing, you know, what would be considered irrelevant football. Uh, the Pac-12 is really on the outside looking in. And this is a conference that candidly has been struggling to, to matter. Uh, without USC, without U, UCLA, really the Oregon brand is about the only one right now carrying the day before COVID uh, for the Pac-12 when it comes to the college football playoff. Washington had it going there for a little bit with Chris Peterson, but they, they have really struggled to continue to matter. 
um, in, you know, in the, on the landscape of this sport. And so now to have this happen to them, big time setback for that conference. How many Big Ten teams do you think have a legitimate chance of qualifying for the Final Four? Uh, I, I would say Ohio State could be, depending. They, they had a couple players opt out. I, I don't know the rules. I think they can opt back in um, if they decide to do that. Wyatt Davis, one of the best offensive linemen in the country, and Sean Wade, probably the top corner in the country. They've opted out. I don't know if they've signed with an agent. I don't know what's happening there, but if they come back. Well, I think Sean uh, Wade is scheduled to sign with an agent this morning. So the, okay. t- the timing of this, you know, that yeah. I think you could opt back in, but I don't know if you can yeah, if, yeah, you sign if you sign an agent. If, if you, yeah, if you sign with an agent, it's a, it's, it, it would be a done deal. But I, I would look at that if, before all of this, if, if you and I were just talking, who are the teams to beat? It would have been Ohio State and Clemson. And you got Justin Fields, you and I have talked about, and, and Trevor Lawrence, who everybody's talked about. Uh, those would be the two teams that people would have said are going to meet in the national championship. Um, with Alabama and Georgia and teams like that being out there as well. I would throw Penn State. Um, I, James Franklin, I think, is elevated to that program where they always have a chance to be competitive in the Big Ten. And I think Michigan with Jim Harbaugh. I, I know he gets ridiculed a lot for not being able to live up to what the expectations were. But I, I think, you know, the way they recruit, the athletes they have, they got a different quarterback this year, which will be interesting. So I, I think those three teams, um, I, and, you know, as an outsider, I would always throw Wisconsin. People don't nationally probably respect them the way they should. But uh, Wisconsin's always going to be a, a tough out as well, coming out of the Big Ten West. There's always this talk of, you know, the next college coach who goes to the NFL. And Dabo Sweeney's name is kind of there. And I know your sons go to Clemson. But could you see Dabo Sweeney? Let's say Jacksonville had the number one pick and they could take Trevor Lawrence. Could you see Dabo Sweeney leaving Clemson to take over Jacksonville? No, I, I, I just don't see it. Um, he, if there's ever been a guy that's made for college football, it, it, would, be, it would be Dabo Sweeney. Um, and, and the other thing is the, 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 the power and control that you have as a head coach at Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State or some of these places – and then to go to the NFL, I, I think it's a little bit different, you know, where you're very rarely are you the GM and the head coach. And so because of that, I, and I just know the personality of Dabo. I think he'd really have a, a, a difficult time in the NFL with some of the stuff that he does that would be considered maybe unorthodox or quote unquote, almost corny in the NFL world in college. It's, it works. It fits with 18 to 21, 22 year old kids. So no, I, I, I don't think he'll ever leave. I, I'd be shocked. I shouldn't say ever, but I'd be shocked if he ever went to the NFL. You're out in your neighborhood here. Are the neighbors looking at you? Like what is Kirk doing outside? No, no, no one's out here right now. Oh, okay. So. Cause it, it looks like you're, you're talking to yourself. Like, you know, so, so I, <laughs> Do you have the best arm in the neighborhood? I, I think I do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, having four boys, my, my arm has stayed active throwing the football. Did, sure. did you hear about the Fowler appearance? He was jacked. Tight shirt. He's ripped. Oh, Fowler? Are you kidding me? Fowler's going at about 4% body fat these days and yoked up. No. No. <laughs> Do not take him on in an arm wrestling. You have no shot. No, he said, I'm 58 and I'm jacked. And I go, hey, no. I'm not going to argue with you. No, and he's not, he's not afraid to wear that, that small to medium. <laughs> hey, it was fun Monday night. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, I, I know that, you know, when we were talking to some people who try to make that change for one game, they're like, I don't know what the college football rules are. Fowler was saying, 
you know, college to the NFL, I, you know, there's so many of these rules that are different from college football. Was it tough for you? Yeah. I mean, I visited with John Perry, who helps us out at ESPN, who's a former NFL referee. And, you know, it, it, there is a, a, a change from, from one uh, level to the next. I was hoping John was on call for us. So if we did have any controversial calls or anything like that, he would be there to kind of pick up the pieces and, and help us out. So I was definitely going to rely on him, but, um, man, I, I just had so much fun. I was really surprised, um, that I had as much fun. You know, there weren't any fans in the stadium, um, but we had great storylines. You know, we had, we had Ben coming back and how would he look? And we had uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who's, you know, a big name, who's trying to bounce back from, from where they were a year ago and where he was offensively without Ben. You had the Steelers defense. It's one of the best in the league. And then you had the Giants with Joe Judge and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, and he's trying to change the culture. So I had an absolute ball. I was shocked how quick the game moves yeah. in comparison to college. Like the quarters just, man, they fly by. But, uh, man – all, everything considered, it was an absolute ball. And I love working with Chris, obviously. It was good. Listen, uh, have fun this weekend. Louisville, number 18, Miami, number 17. College game day in Louisville this weekend. And uh, Kirk will be doing the game with Chris Fowler, Allison Williams. Good to talk to you, Herbie. Safe travels. You, you too, Dan. Take care, bud. All right. We'll take a break. We'll get to your phone calls. Got our play of the day coming up. Settle on our poll question as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Oh, my God. The play, the play, the play. of the day. Runner left side, got it! I'm going to play it and play it. This is the play of the day. Check this out. Blocked out high. Alvarez might have a two-on-one here. Lee through the left circle. He's with Everly down the middle. Feeds him. Shoots. He scores! Jordan Everly has won it in double overtime on a great feed from the captain. The Islanders win it 2-1. They stayed off elimination, and there will be a game six on Thursday night. Wow. That's courtesy of the mothership, 10.50 a.m., I don't know what he's got left for game game six. That'll be tomorrow night. The stars are waiting for the winner in the Stanley Cup final. Not finals. It's the NBA finals. But when I covered the Stanley Cup final for NBC, who is correct with that, McLovin? Is that the NBA finals, Stanley Cup final? Both. You can do whatever you want. Style. Oh, well, that's not any fun. Yeah, Paul. I think final will be correct because it is a thing. The there is the seven games aren't uh, individual. It's an event. I think final would be grammatically correct. Hmm. Yes, Todd. I always thought finals while it's still going on, and if it's the very last game where someone's going to ultimately win, like a game seven, might make sense to call it the final because that's the final game. Finals is when it's in the middle of several games going on. Maybe we could reach out to a uh, grammar expert. Yes, McLovin. See, I hate when they call the heat or the magic it. Like, that's how you're supposed to write it. Yeah. But it's obviously a they. It sounds bizarre if you call them it. Yeah. So, like, I think that's where why why grammar has to be flexible, because it makes no sense if you stick to the but, hard, fast but, rules. But the rule is it. Right, but rule, all these rules are soft. Grammar is meant to be evolved. So they the AP style book says, like, either is acceptable now. Yeah, because it, it has to match what you your ear hears. I think it's like The Who. The band The Who is not an it. It's the band, those guys. Right? The Heat. It's those guys. The Magic. Yes, Paulie? Don't get me started on the AP style book. They used to be tough. <laughs> now they're toothless. Get it back together. Uh, play of the Day brought to you by LegalZoom, LegalZoom.com. They will take care of the things that you need to get done during these unprecedented times, and you don't even have to leave your home. That's LegalZoom, 
Pollpoll.com. McLovin, what kind of poll question? Then we'll get to some phone calls here. Well, I snuck up an unauthorized poll question. If I give you these four college football teams, who are you most confident will make the final four? So I put what you probably consider the big four, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. And there's an early runaway winner. Clemson. Yeah. It's, is that the busy ACC or just because Well, so we've big? seen them. Yeah. We, we saw them play already against Wake Forest. Oklahoma, you probably saw the highlights with Spencer Rattler. Um, LSU is down their best receiver, and Joe Burrow is playing for the Bengals. Ohio State, if they can get back together and, you know, they're going to be formidable. They're, like, they're... That, that's why I think that Ryan Day was pushing so hard to come back because he knows that he has a championship caliber team. And I think it's a really short list here of teams that are going to be great this year. You'll have four, obviously, in the final four, but I don't know if it will be equal footing there. Yeah, McLevin. Sorry, you didn't, uh, you didn't mention Alabama on that list. Yeah, Alabama will be there. Yeah. But, you know, you're replacing your quarterback. You're replacing a couple of wide receivers there. Nick usually is able to plug and play there. But Clemson, we've already seen they they have everybody back for the most part. And you got Trevor back. You got Etienne, they're running back. Um, Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, he produces offensive stars here. And this should be no different this year. Uh, Let me see. A couple of phone calls. Jesse in Los Angeles. Hey, Jess, what do you have for me today? Hey, good morning, Mr. Patrick. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Hey, so I was listening to the podcast yesterday during my run. I heard Fritzy's bombshell about being open to narcotics, and I think we can all—I think we can all agree Fritzy is the last person we need to get to get near any of the devil's dandruff. But, uh, <laughs> but, but hey, I wanted to ask you and the boys. There was that incredible game-winning block by Bam out of Wait a minute, wait a minute. The, one, the the devil's dandruff. I've never. That's like LA work. That's what we call it down here, boys. I never heard of devil's dandruff. Wow, that's great, Jess. Uh, now, now to my guy Bam Adebayo. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. And so uh, after that block by Bam Adebayo, I've been wondering what would you say is the more impressive grown man block in Miami history? Last night's block or the block by LeBron on Tiago Splitter in the 2013 final? Well, I have to go LeBron because it helped win a title. And uh, thanks for the phone call, Jess. That was a great block by Bam Adebayo on a great player, Jason Tatum. But what LeBron did when he tracked down Andre Iguodala, that helped you win a title. So it's a bigger block in team history. Uh, Lamont in Georgia joins us. Hey, Lamont, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Stick three, 320 pounds. <laughs> hey, um, I just wanted to come out uh, uh, firing with um, basically some of the reporters last night after the game uh, for uh, Kawhi came off kind of soft with the questions. I want real questions like uh, basically, uh, uh, Kawhi, do you have any uh, regrets not joining LeBron James? Do you regret taking the Nuggets lightly? Uh, do you regret leaving the Raptors? Uh, does any of the commentators or uh, anybody else out there in the media uh, see any other possible way that the uh, the Clippers are going to beat the Lakers in the finals. All right. Well, thank you, Lamont. A little sarcastic there. You know, they went all, all in this year. You gave up all of those future first-round draft picks. Now, you might say, who cares about first-round draft picks? Well, Oklahoma City does. Oklahoma City has got, what, seven or eight future first-round draft picks, aside from their own. I, 
Clippers went all in. And you traded one of my favorite players, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who is, you know, developing into a star there. You went all in to get Paul George. Now, Kawhi coming there, he wanted to, he said, when he got there, he says to Jerry West, go get Paul George. And they somehow finagled and got Paul George. And now those guys can be free agents after next season. So, yes, this was championship, at least NBA finals or bust. But you can't bow out the way they did. If you lost and you didn't blow a 3-1 lead and you lost to Denver, that's another conversation. But you did. You blew another three games to one lead. And this time it came back to haunt you. More phone calls coming up. Hour two. Dan Patrick show after this. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 